Evan, I was there at the game with you. That was fun. Um, you know, my son Isaac is is now a, a big Evan on HB fan. He's a little bit of a fanboy. Uh, and, you know, I saw your emotions from before the game all the way through and to the end. Yeah. Share with, share with the uh, listening audience here. Where were you right after the game? What was your general reaction? And where are you now? I was quite angry <laughs> after the game. You you know, Brian, you were doing all the talking, poking, trying to talk me into all the silver linings and how this was a moral victory and there's some really cool positives and I should feel good about this game. I was in one of those like quiet, angry modes where I, I was just pissed. And um, I'm still pissed, um, but I want to compare this relatively to like the Cardinals game. I, I, I was way more pissed after the Cardinals win. After we won against the Cardinals, I was way more pissed. So I think the level of anger is definitely not um, – or level of upsetness is really not what it was at, at the Cardinals level. But um, you think I get crazy during games? Brian, you are the one who gets crazy during games. I Everybody thinks I get like – well, I do get insane during games, but Brian is on another level. Like it's almost scary. <laughs> I've been known to scare some people. It's not, it's not. And that's a compliment. That's not an insult. So <laughs> walk me through the fourth down play. What was going on? Evan, were you on a chair under a table? Were you guys running in circles? Were you, could you watch? Wait, which play was this? The fourth down play. The last, like when, when the Rams decided to go for it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, we, Brian and I were actually watching it from a different view in the stadium. And as well, we well, were both at the game. Yeah. Oh, we were like, oh, I think I've watched it at a restaurant or something. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll just say the second I, they, you know, they went from punting formation to, um, you know, going for it in, you know, in person, it was kind of hard to tell that a timeout was even called. So there was kind of a bunch of chaos happening. Um, but me mentally, my personal reaction, the second that they went from punting formation to off, you know, they were going for it. I was like, it's game over. Like I, I they, the defense has been getting gashed all game. Um, I will say if Russell Wilson had gotten the ball back, I think the Seahawks win that game. So I think Sean McVay made the right call. Nathan, what about you? Where, where was, where was your head kind of going into this game? Um, where was it at the end and where are you now? Uh, it was a weird journey. I think uh, like a lot of people, I did not expect them to have a chance in this game. And so I was very braced for it to be a blowout. And it took me a long time to kind of warm up to the fact that like, this could actually happen. Um, and then after the game, I was probably a lot more disappointed than I should have been because again, like they had no business probably even keeping it that close. Um, and the way they did it too, that they did it like scoring with the Rams. Like uh, I think that probably if you would have predicted a win, it probably would have been like, I think, Brian, you did predict a win, and it was like 17-10 or something like that, right? Like a low-scoring game. And so they did. Uh, it, there's probably a lot of silver linings out of that game. But by the end of the game, I talked myself into like this could happen, and that fourth down play. And if they didn't get it, they would have had it basically in field goal range already. We could have had our heart broken by Sebastian Janikowski. Uh, yeah, it was pretty depressing by the end of it all. And where are you now? Um, you know they had no business being that close to that game so silver linings and then take it as a positive moving forward hopefully 
All right, Jeff. Let's let's try. Hopefully, your your mic's loud enough. We can hear you. Where where, where were your where was your head during that game, and, and where are you now? Similar to Nathan, I said on the show last week, I thought they were going to get killed. Um, I was fully. I'm in one of these survivor pools where you got to pick one team to win every week, and I was trying to convince my family to take the Rams against all my judgment. Good thing I didn't. Um, I didn't think they had a chance, to be honest, based on how the Arizona game. I was so upset last week just watching that Arizona game. And I found myself really encouraged even after the game. I know the fourth quarter. I was disappointed, obviously, in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter was really upsetting because they could have won that game. But I was really encouraged with how they played. It was the exact opposite, sort of like what Evan said from last game, even though they won. And they looked last week, they looked heartless. and They looked like a team just going absolutely nowhere. The fact that they showed some sort of identity and they, they looked like a legitimate team. Yeah, the defense wasn't great and guys were running free wide open all day, but McVeigh has done that to everyone this year. Mike Zimmer with all those pro bowler players and the week before they scored 40 points against Minnesota. So Seattle with a much more inferior defensive roster. I'm not that surprised that guys are running open all game, but man, to me, the biggest surprise was the offensive line, just how they bullied guys like Sue. And every time they played the Rams in the past, Sue, Donald and Brockers have just smoked them. And the fact that they were that Donald barely showed up other than that one sack and Russell wasn't running for his life like a crazy person and guys weren't getting hit five yards in the backfield every play. I was just really encouraged overall that the fact that they were able to go toe for toe and that they did use play action passing and they were hitting on deep balls and Tyler Lockett was breaking free. And and now I'm at a point where I'm starting to believe that these guys kind of have something here. They're not a great team. I know we've said that all year. They're not, but they have a style that they can play, and that style is the way the offensive line can kind of set the tone and the way Russell Wilson can use the deep ball. It reminded me a lot of, I know a lot of people compare this season to 2011, kind of that transition year. It reminded me a lot of that 49ers game on Christmas where they went toe-to-toe with Harbaugh's 49ers, and Tavares Jackson was driving down the field at the end, and I think he fumbled the ball. Marshawn Lynch scored like the only rushing touchdown against them all year. It was one of those things where you thought like, you know, these guys can go toe for toe with the best teams in the NFL if they played their style. But at the end, you're still disappointed that they couldn't pull it off because man, that would have been a crazy result. Yeah. It, it would have been nothing. And, and I think that uh, when I, when I was going into that game, I mean, I, I, I wrote about it, but I, 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 I pre- picked on this show. I said, "Hey, feels like it's going to be a 37-7 blowout for the Rams." But I went ahead and picked the Seahawks to win 20 to 17. And there was a little part of me that believed that, but honestly, like I was braced for the team to to lose pretty badly. And I, I don't understand how anyone anyone can see that game and not be encouraged. I, I don't, I really don't understand that because the Rams, not only are they ridiculously like the, the gap between their talent level and the Seahawks talent level from a roster perspective is so huge. I mean, it's massive. And then just the difference between the Rams and the next best team in the NFL right now, I think is pretty big. I think it's a pretty big like talent gap at least. And then when you add in McVeigh's coaching, I mean, Evan and I were there, anyone that was watching in the stadium, like, yes, Cooper Cup's a good receiver and Robert Woods is a fine receiver and, you know, um, Brandon Cooks is a fine receiver, but I've seen them in other offenses as well. And so I have a decent feel for what, 
well, not Cup necessarily, but I've seen the other guys in other offenses. And they weren't making some incredible moves where they were running by guys. I mean, McVay's just scheming people open remarkably. I don't know how he does it. I don't know why no one else can do it. But uh, guys were open by like, five, seven, eight yards, or they were catching the ball with a defender three or four yards behind them and nothing but open space in front of them. Like, this is a huge, huge uh, mismatch. And the Seahawks really were, I wouldn't say they were in control because they, they weren't, but they were like, I think most of us thought that they were going to win in that, in that fourth quarter. Heading into that fourth quarter, it felt like the Seahawks were set up to win that game. That's crazy. I don't think if we had told... The four of us are now selves that that was going to be the result a week ago when we recorded this podcast. We would have been ecstatic. Like that would have been remarkable. So I don't know. I, I very much agree with Jeff and talking through that. We've now got an approach on offense that matches the personnel we have. Doesn't mean it's a high scoring, you know, super powered offense, but I think that that can play week in, week out. So I'm really interested to see, um, you know, uh, 